Good evening, one and all, and welcome to the Tune Review, uh, where tonight it is the uh, part two of our World Cup prediction show, uh, where, of course, we will be covering England, uh, who do, of course, kick off their World Cup campaign on Monday at one o'clock against Iran. So, uh, very interesting game, that is. Um, but, as usual, we've uh, we've got the, um, the other four groups to cover today, which is, of course, Group A, Group B, Group C, and Group D. Now, we're going to do England's group last, um, because obviously that is uh, that's certainly more for us as fans talking about talking uh, points. Uh, we know we've got a lot of uh, subscribers from Australia, so we'll be touching on them as well. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Group A and C as well, which is uh, going to be very interesting. If you haven't seen the first show, uh, which was on Thursday night, uh, I suggest you go back and watch it after this one, um, and uh, we'll. Uh, You'll get to see who we predicted to go through from the group. Now, as I said uh, the other day, uh, we're not predicting who we're going to win the World Cup or anything like that here. We are just talking about the groups and who we think will be getting out of them. Um, so it did spark a very good, interesting conversation on uh, on Thursday uh, with uh, E, F, G and H. Um, but it is time to turn our attentions to the other groups. Uh, so we'll just go through a few quick comments before we get uh, cracking into the groups. Uh, Septa says, hello, Paul, Alex, Billy and Danielle. I hope you're all having an amazing day. Uh, keep up the good work. Love your shows. Uh, Cesare, of course, uh, with the usual, uh, just uh, basically adhere to the rules. Uh, Samsonite says, uh, obviously biased, but Denmark are clear favourites to win Group D ahead of France, which they spanked twice in the Nations League. Uh, the stats give a misleading picture. France really got dominated in both games. Um uh, Julie says, if you'd like to join our Toon Review family, please do. Uh, Super Chat's also available. Click the dollar sign. I think he was uh, looking indeed. at my note sheet. Yeah. I fancy Denmark, to be honest. They're not a bad side. Uh, up there once this evening, all with a cracking Saturday night, another TDR show. Uh, lots of people saying hello. Chippers, good evening to you. Um, Carl, good evening. Kamal, good evening to you. Uh, Ian Fleming, good evening. Tom, good evening. Brian. Uh, lots of people in the house. Uh, Spike says, uh, evening TDR family. Hope everyone's good. Uh, James says, good evening. Hope you're all well. Hazard says, hey, guys, after this stream, go support Goldbridge as he's trying to raise 25K for charity. He's currently on 16. Yes, he is. He's doing a 24-hour, uh, well, a long, long live stream, I think. Uh, he does them every now and again. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing well so far today. Um but we do our share of uh, charity shows as well. Um, Deadline Day, we did one at Halloween. And we'll be doing one at Christmas as well. Um, uh, Rachel says, fly and visit just to say hi and have a great show. She's off out on the drink tonight. Yes. Enjoy your night. Simon says, yo, hombres. Uh, or hombres. Hombres. However you want to say it. There's many different ways, Alex, before you jump on me. Well, without the uh, L, for a start, would be better, but... Well, yes. Uh, Jordy B says, uh, Alex has an accident. Just look at his face. Uh, oh, there's yeah, no accident here, I'm afraid. He's in the mood. Uh, Kamal says, Alex, that's the spirit, Mr. England. Uh, Jordy lad, hi, Paul. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, Ian says, getting in the mood, Alex. Indeed he is. Angelica says, hello, everyone. I'm listening while eating bacon, sausage, and eggs. Love to everyone. Um, evening, team. Hope everyone's well from Jacka. Um, good evening to McDunk. Um, right. Well, we may as well get cracking. Uh, obviously, we're an early show on a Saturday night, so <clears throat> some people might be out. 
Uh, but of course, this will be available to watch later on for everybody else who who does miss the show. Uh, we'll, we may as well start with Group A, Alex. Um, okay. I had both up because I knew you were either going to do D or A. So, well, we'll, we'll, we'll as well go in, we'll, we'll go A, C, D, and B. Obviously, we'll finish on B, which is England's group. But Group A is Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. And uh, Alex, if you start off with Qatar, while I put the poll up. Uh, and see what everybody's uh, going to put for for this one. So uh, take it away. So my probably my least favourite team in the tournament, purely because you know they got a free ride to to be in it. Not they didn't have to qualify because they're the host nation. Somehow ranked fiftieth, which I don't know how they've done that, um, considering all they've played is international friendlies for the longest of times uh, since March. Played in the Arab Cup, so gaining world ranking through playing Bahrain, Oman. I'm not impressed. Um, so I, I have to be somewhat politically correct, but I, yeah, yeah. Um, thirteen of their um, squad come from Al Al Sad, which is one of the top teams in Qatar in the Qatari league. Um, not really much else to say. Most people aren't likely to know anybody from uh, any any of the Qatari players. Mm. Um, they don't typically play in a in a top top league. Um, one one of the the notable uh, notable things is um, Al Sadd. So their biggest club, uh, well, I say biggest club. They've got thirteen people from it. Uh, is where Santi Cazorla currently plays, and also Andre Ayew is um, is playing for that club. Of course, Andre Ayew is playing for Ghana. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a few. A few names playing in the Qatari League. They've managed to get well. Okay, there's the two. They managed to get the two out there, um, and that, that's really it. I can't see them doing particularly well. They're in a group with Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Ecuador are no joke. They've got some good quality players, as we will we will touch on. Senegal equally have got some good good players and always go deep in the Afcon. Very very strong country, and the Netherlands is is on another level. It's it's completely elite compared to Qatar. Um, and I would be disappointed if they didn't come bottom of the group. Um, mm-hmm. Purely based on everything, especially... I understand the whole alcohol thing is a, is a controversial topic. Um, but I think, personally, Beans, as they're still allowing it, if you're rich, if you can pay the £19,000 hospitality or direct... Whatever it's called. Yeah, um, it does, it's it does think of it, doesn't it? So I, re- I, I don't particularly want them to do well. I want them to crash and burn and, and come forth. Um and, and yeah, because they've done it essentially for publicity. So based on how it's gone about, I'd rather they just didn't get any and they just crashed out straight away. Um, and I can't see them do it. If, if they get far, it'll be an upset. We've had this issue of the whole, is it match fixing against Ecuador? Mm. So it's going to ruin the, it's going to ruin the event yesterday because whatever the scoreline, it's going to be marred with conversations. about. But yeah. If, if Qatar win the game, yeah. If Qatar um, win the game, everyone's going to say, well, of course they're going to win the game because they, they bribed Ecuador. So it, it doesn't yeah, really matter. does it? Ruin it, the it, spectacle somewhat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, the players, I, I support the players who are out there. You know, they're professionals, they're doing their job, they want to play for their country. So fair enough to the actual Qatari players, good luck. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yes, I do remember them winning the Asian Cup. But yeah, there were a few years ago where they were putting in some really, really impressive performances and they were getting yeah. some, there was some buzz. Um, but, you know, a, a lot of recent, uh, if we go through their recent um, form, uh, Qatar. So they've beaten Albania, Panama, Honduras, Guatemala, 2-2 draw with Chile so they do have some reasonable uh, results 
Yeah, that, that's the plumbing in the uh, in the new house. I'll knock myself on mute and let you talk through, Alex. No worries. Uh, so the one nil against Albania is quite impressive. Albania aren't aren't a weak team by any means, um, and the two two against Chile is impressive. So they've pulled off some reasonably good results, uh, and this was in uh, September and October, so not not long ago at all. Um, losses to Canada and Croatia under twenty three is so Croatia obviously an elite country in football. So they are they are pulling some results out at international level. Results to suggest they could beat Ecuador, definitely. They could they could beat them on merit for sure. It's possible. They've got the results here. They've got the squad. Um, I can't see them beating Senegal or the Netherlands. I, I think I, I think I can't see anything but a third or a fourth place for for the hosts. I'm afraid, unless they really pull something out of the bag. Uh, but good luck to the players. Um, of course, the players haven't done anything wrong, um, and I wish them the best. And the fans, of course. The fans just love the football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it is their first World Cup, Cup, of course, Qatar, I believe. So, well, yeah, but it stinks how they've actually got it. Um, oh, my God, Alex, did you point that? Uh, did you paint that on yourself or did your mum give you a hand? <laughs> I did it myself. It's a bit wonky. It would do. You can tell it, it's the England flag. What? I don't see the problem. Um, Simon says uh, the heat could be a big factor in this competition, could really benefit the likes of Qatar. Um, yeah, there have been some videos floating around of some of the whiter nations absolutely gassed, um, yeah, struggling. I mean, I've seen Wales and England the, yeah, struggling in the heat. Absolutely. Um, it's very possible. Um, yeah, the heat might play a very, very big part in this World Cup, which is why I'm still staggered. Uh, it's in Qatar, but, but you know but what? That's, that's by the by. We had the South Africa one, you know, we're going to have one in sort of, there's going to be a bit in Mexico. Um, it is what it is. We'll yeah, I mean, Mexico it. 86, I remember. Fair ground for that. everybody. You know, we also have World Cups in cold countries, so it's irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, right, the next team is Ecuador. Yes. Yeah, so, by the way, um, guys, just before Alex goes through Ecuador, uh, the poll is in uh, is now pinned at the top of the comments if you want to have a, a little bit of a uh, take part in the show by letting us know who you think will win the group. Uh, so that's pinned now. Sorry, Alex, go on. Uh, Ecuador, 44th in the rankings, so six more than... Um, uh, Qatar. Um, I like this team. They've, of course, got uh, Moises Caicedo uh, from Brighton in midfield. So an absolute monster. And again, I still feel like he's probably probably the only person in the Premier League who's really given Bruno a bad game. I think Bruno's only bad game was Brighton. And I don't think it was a bad game necessarily. I think Caicedo was just so good. Um, he's going to be elite. 100% an elite standard player. He's incredible. Um, so they they are no pushover. They've got uh, Ener Valencia from Fernabachi up front, um, who was uh, once of uh, West Ham and Everton. Uh, they've got uh, Jeremy Sarmiento from Brighton up front as well. And then Caicedo in midfield. Um, players, a lot of players playing outside the big five le leagues, a lot of players playing outside of Europe, a lot, a lot in South America, specifically in Ecuador. Um, so they're not blessed with incredible depth. Uh, they have got a uh, Piero... Uh, how are we saying that in, in Ecuadorian Spanish? Hincapié. He's from Leverkusen, so he is a defender. You've also got uh, Estupinian from Brighton uh, in there in the defensive lineup. So they do have some names. Um, I'm not familiar with a lot of the ones that play in in South America. Mm -hmm. uh, I do recognise Diego Palacios though, who's at um, is that LA? I think I think I've seen him before. Um, so an interesting Did team. Palacios not used to play for um, Tottenham way back. I'm not sure this is the same guy. Is this the yeah. same guy? I'm not Can sure. Quick look. No, he's 23. He's Los oh, Angeles FC, so it no. won't be him. No. 
Um, transfer history. <coughs> it's taking too long to load. Um, no. Oh, he started oh, in Wilson Palacios, wasn't it? That was was it Wilson his first? I'm sure he was Ecuadorian mm-hmm. though. He was part of Stoke, wasn't he? Um, yeah. So I, I like the team. Um, I think they they're one of those teams that I think could sneak out the group if they put in some good performances. Um, yeah. Purely because they've got three or four players that could step up, and if they if they play again, we talked about. You don't have to be incredible, but if you play with a bit of passion, discipline, structure, and you can get a few chances, mm. um, you know, it's not enough. This is why I don't like playing defensive football at international level. It's not enough to win a tournament, but it, it's enough to win some games, definitely. Enough to possibly get out of a group. We, that's why we always see some smaller teams get out of a group and shock yeah. people. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a team, I think they can beat Qatar potentially. And if they do, if they can get a sneaky upset against Senegal, they might sneak out the group. So I like Ecuador. Interesting, interesting team. Definitely. They like a tackle as well. Um, um, the, the, the very uh, all the Ecuadorian all, sides over the past, the, the national sides have been very physical. Um, they're not very good at scoring. No, um, uh, which is um, what, 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 what they're lacking scoring, Alex. The makeup in brutality, um, certainly in <laughs> well, the, the, the last competition. Lost uh, was against Paraguay against Miggy's Paraguay in March. Mm. They haven't lost since then. But um, versus Iraq, nil-nil. Versus Japan, nil-nil. Versus Saudi Arabia, nil-nil. Versus Cape Verde, one-nil. Mexico, nil-nil. So it's, yeah. it's oh, that, yeah. Discipline, this could very much be a nil-nil opener, by the way. I, you know, you, you just never know. Um, Chip, this is, uh, I see Lucas here have pulled out because of human rights. Uh, left that very late. Yes, they did. Um, but... <laughs> I don't know. It just, I just wish they'd get on with the football now. I really do. Uh, Carl says, uh, we are playing a World Cup mid-season rather than at the end of a hard Premier League season. Our players should be well up for it. Yeah, but you can't, you can't take into account for the heat because it's a different heat. Um, you know, you can play in Europe and things like that and play in the heat over there. But this is different. This is intense. The humidity is intense. It's... I think it's um, the fact that they've only had a few days to acclimatise to it as well. If they'd have had yeah. a month, might might have been a bit different. Um, they've had what ten days. Mm-hmm. It's not a yep. lot. Yep. Uh, where's the crystal vapor, Billy Trey? He's having a night off, Ian. Uh, just putting his feet up. He's he got his, his son's over, so he's uh, having a bit of time away uh, today. Uh, what do you think about Sven Botman not going to the World Cup with Holland? Well, we'll uh, we'll come on to the Netherlands uh, very soon. Um, uh, oh yes, Foxy says Wilson Palacios was Honduran. I do apologise, indeed. Uh, Chesri, hit them likes, hit the subscribe, and of course, super chats if you want to donate to the show. Um, Julie says she's got the sash song stuck in her head now. Uh, okay, uh, not sure why, uh, but there you go. Uh, right, uh, next team is Senegal, who I think possibly could be a little bit of a surprise package until Mane was ruled out. I think he's going to be a massive miss for them, Alex. Yeah, I think I think with Mane involved, I think you, I think they guarantee second in the group, mm. possibly even an upset if they can get something against the Netherlands. Mm. Um, I still think they, everything I said about Ecuador, I can say about Senegal and a bit more because they've got a lot more balance, a lot more depth. They do have a lot of quality in the side. Um, <clears throat> so regardless of Sadio Mane not being available, they've still got a lot of familiar faces um, with Saar from Watford up front. Yeah, uh, they do have uh, Bamba Dieng, who we were linked with uh, in, Jan- in the January transfer window, I believe, or possibly the summer. I can't remember which one now. All the transfer windows blurring together. 
Um, but Bamba Dieng, we had a, a brief look at, and he's a good talent. Uh, they've also got um, NDA, I can't remember how to say that, NDI from Sheffield United, um, who we we have seen like, once mm. upon a time. Uh, midfield is fairly competent with Idrissa Gay from Everton, is, is an experienced midfielder, played a lot of Premier League football, played for PSG. Uh, they've also got uh, Mendy from Leicester in midfield. They've got, uh, I don't know how to say his name, it's something Saar from uh, Spurs, who doesn't really play much. Um, I think he's got some minutes this season. Uh, and my sofa scores decided to refresh itself as I'm reading out. Lovely. Um, We've got a Mendy also... well, the Chelsea keeper. Yeah, I mean, we'll get down to keepers. Um, uh, Kuyate from Nottingham Forest, they've got. Yeah. Uh, and then defenders, Kaladu Kulabali, of course, top-level centre-back. He's struggling a little bit in the Premier League. He's, he's still top, top level, Champions League quality defender. You know, he was exceptional at Napoli for the longest of times. Mm-hmm. Um You've got a Diallo from Leipzig. Um, you've got Sabali, who I don't know, Yusuf Sabali, but he plays for uh, Betis. Um, you've got play again. You've got more defenders who play for Olympiacos, Milan. They, they've got. They all play for top clubs in important leagues. They, they're mm-hmm. well experienced players. And then you've yeah, you've got Mendy as their main keeper with uh, Alfred Gomez as their as their backup. Um, a lot of depth. A lot more depth of quality as well. Yeah. They they can they could field a lot of people might not maybe some people who don't follow football as deeply might think that you might think you might uh, you don't know the Senegal lineup, but yeah. when you actually see it, you will recognise seven, eight, nine names there. There's a lot of them that play in the Premier League or in some top leagues around Europe or even some in the Championship. Yeah. Um, they're a good squad, and I think with Mane, they could have been dark horses to top it if they could have upset the Netherlands, but yeah. it wasn't to be. Uh, but they still could do well. So, well, Foxy says uh, Senegal midfield is too defensive. Mane out of Senegal out in the group stage, so he's not confident Maybe. Of, uh, of of going there. Uh, and finally, uh, the Netherlands, Alex, who are expected to win this group. Uh, yes. So, I need to bring them up as well. Of course, everybody was a bit frustrated that we um, we didn't get Sven Botman in it. Some people happy yeah. because then it means he doesn't play too many minutes away from us. His time's um, so going to come, though, to be fair. It'll come. But on the flip side, you know, it's nice that we have players that play in major tournaments and that are used to yeah. going deep into really, really big competitions. That will that will um, be very important for us when we're going deep into sort of FA Cup runs and European runs in the future or title mm-hmm. races. We need players that understand that feeling. Um, so the Netherlands, ranked eighth in the world at the moment, doing very, very well um, on their recent... Recent form, win, 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 draw, win, win, draw, win. Um, not really any losses there. Uh, and those wins were against Belgium, Poland. They got Wales as well. Um, Germany, Denmark, beating some big, big names. They look a lot healthier than they've done in previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, quite excited to see them. The front line is somewhat predictable. Memphis Depay, uh, Depay, however we're saying that. Luke De Jong, of course, we know from his funny stint with us. Yeah. He's been really good ever since he just wasn't with us. Um, <laughs> Bergwijn, Noah Lang's in there as well. Noah Lang is somebody from Club Bruges that we looked at briefly in a couple of transfer shows. Did. Very, yeah. very tidy. Uh, they've got Veghorst, uh, who's who's gone to Besiktas. Uh, he's in the squad as well. And Vincent Janssen. Uh, midfield is quite funny because there's some people that, well, no, they've, they've actually called up uh, Javi Simmons, the 
the young uh, younger kid, wonder kid, the young wonder kid. Um, he was at Barcelona and went to PSG, so he's actually in the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie de Jong, Cody Gakpo, of course, Cody Gakpo. Gakpo is very, very, uh, very highly rated and Good sought player. after yeah. player at the yep. moment. Uh, Dumfries to be expected. Coop Miners, uh, Stephen Bergwai, Klassen, Martin Darun. You know a lot of familiar faces in the midfield, but very, very strong nonetheless. <clears throat> and then the probably the strongest part of the team is the defence. Um, to the fact that Botman has not lost a Premier League game yet and is an absolute beast just shows how much um, depth of talent and quality they've got in the in the back line. Uh, Van Dijk um, and Delict are generally the front runners. Ake plays a lot of minutes for them as well. He does, yeah, he does. Uh, they've got Malassia, Stephen De Vrij or Stefan De Vrij for for Inter as well. Daly Blint got a call up, very very experienced. Uh, Timber from Ajax that was obviously heavily linked with Man United. And then uh, Frimpong from uh, Leverkusen. So I think Botman's been done dirty there. I think he's better than a couple of those names. Yeah, he is. Um, but I think I think, I, mean, on, set... I think on form, he's better than all of them. But Yeah, but I think the way, if you look at Holland's, like you mentioned at the start, Alex, the way they've been playing and the results they've got. Um, yeah, it's I hard think, to change it. Yeah, he doesn't really want to upset the balance, does he? He wants to yeah. just go with what he knows. And I, I think Botman, Botman's time will come. He's 22. He's got a long career ahead of him. And I think he's the future Dutch captain, to be honest, as well as Newcastle. So um, I think, you know, as frustrated as it is for him and us as fans, um, you know, it, I think the, the managers just said, look, you know, the results we've had over recent times, he's not upsetting the apple cart at all. He's gone with pretty much the squad everybody thought he would go with. Um, but yeah, it's, it, with and of course, Wijnaldum's not there because of... Uh, that really bad injury got um, at the start of the season, um, which is a shame for him as well. I, w- I would like to say as well, I haven't been able to deeply research everything because there's a lot of teams. So if anybody's got some knowledge that I don't have, or it's your country, or you've done some research, feel free to pop it in the comments and stuff. Yep. Or correct me or give me some more info. Absolutely. Um, and everybody uh, can learn. Jordy Lad says, uh, Netherlands could meet us in the round of the last 16 if they screw up against one of the smaller teams like Ecuador or Qatar. Uh, uh, Foxy says you think Netherlands are weak on that left wing position with Blind and Malassia uh, can see teams targeting that area depends if you rate Malassia well it, it, it's a big tournament for him to be honest um, yes possibly that, that is the left I mean Blind is what he, he's, he's late 30s now um, he's, he's had a good career very very experienced um, but is that an area that you know teams are going to think there's a weak side of the Netherlands? I don't, I don't think that? it's exploitable as much in this group stage. I think if mm. Mane was playing, then they would have had a field day with it. Absolutely, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's may, have a look at the uh, let's have a look at the poll, and uh, we'll see what people think. Seventy uh, percent, well, seventy-one percent have gone with Holland. Uh, Qatar finishing second on seventeen percent. Seven percent Senegal. You monsters. And uh, 5% Ecuador. So there you go. Poor Ecuador, uh, man. I know. Uh, I want Ecuador uh, to top the group now just for that. I'm very surprised at that. Very surprised. But there you go. Uh, anyway, we move on and uh, we'll move to Group C because, as I said at the start, we're doing Group B last, which is, of course, England's group. Can we, can we, do, so, can we do D first? Okay, we'll go to Group D. Uh, I can only have so many tabs open at once. That's all right, ready? Uh, we'll go to Group D, uh, we'll have, which has France... Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Now, we do have quite a few subscribers from Denmark and Australia, so <laughs> this is interesting. But we'll start off, uh, is it France you starting off with, Alex? 
Yes. So I've got it all order as it is on screen. So yep. France. Um, right. So just to show you how ridiculous um, their squad is. Fair enough. Their recent form's not been incredible. They have lost to certain teams they possibly shouldn't really be losing to. Yeah. Um, sorry, Denmark. Um, but if I, I all right, I'm going to read you a list. These are players that aren't in the squad: Pogba, Kante, Fakir, Dimitri Payet, Ben Yedder. Bearing in mind Ben Yedder, the only person who scored more than Ben Yedder in Ligue 1 since he joined his club um, is Mbappe, but he's not in the squad. Um, madness. Also, Martial, Ferlon Mende from Real Madrid, Kimpembe, Fafana, Mukiele. None of them made the squad. None of them. That squad is stacked beyond belief. It is outrageous. Um, but I will mention that recent form. Uh, two losses to Denmark, as was rightly pointed out at the beginning. Well done, Denmark. Good job. And a loss to Croatia. So they're not unbeatable. Um, two draws as well. Draw against Croatia. Uh, yeah. Draw against Austria. Despite the names, they're not they're not cruising through it. You know, the Netherlands' results were far superior to this. Um, France so, haven't played well the last few times I've seen them play. They've been very poor. Nowhere near up to the normal standard. We'll, we'll go through the names nonetheless. Um, so forward, it's just oh god, it's just I don't read this. It's filthy, right? Mbappe, Benzema, this one Dembele, Griezmann. Nkunku, Olivier Giroud and Marcus Thuram, who of course got in after uh, somebody dropped out injured. I can't remember who it was. Um, somebody important, I think. Uh, midfield, again, equally filthy with Kamavinga and Tuameni, both Real Madrid. Uh, Kingsley Komen, Adrian Rabio, Genduzi, Vedatu and Yusuf Fafana is in there from Monaco as well. And then defenders, you've got... Um, is Varane in there? Did, uh, did is he recovered in time? Oh, possibly has. Uh, Varane, Jules Kunde, Theo Hernandez, Upper Meccano, you've got uh, Canate from Liverpool, Saliba from Arsenal, Benjamin Pavard, Lucas Hernandez, uh, Axel Di Sassi from Monaco, who I've not seen play yet, uh, and Hugo Lori, of course, in goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Af- Afonso Areola is their backup, who, of course, we did look at um, before we got Nick Pope, that we know in the trans- transfer yep. shows, yep. and Steve Mandanda as well, who is very competent. So, absolutely stacked. Of course, that front line, you know, Nkunku is probably one of the best best attackers in the Bundesliga. Giroud is one of the best attackers in Serie A. Benzema is one of the, is probably the best attacker in La Liga. Mbappe is the best attacker in Ligue 1, one of the best. Alex, it's, when you said Nkunku, I think he's injured. There's a couple of comments come in as well. I'm injured, sure I read he got injured. Possibly um, he is then. This might not have been so updated. I'm not sure whether he's out for the whole World Cup, but he's mm-hmm. he's injured at the minute. So I, I don't think he's going to play early doors. I did read that somewhere. Okay. Um, and a few people have put that in the chat. The poll is up as well, guys, to vote for who you think will win this group as well. Um, so it's a blow to France and Kungu being out because, he's, he, like you said, he's a very good player. I'm not sure he's first choice anyway. Um, yeah. I think people like Olivier Giroud and Griezmann have got a lot more minutes and experience with the national team and will likely play a lot more. Um, but Nkunku's done some crazy things in the Champions League and some crazy yeah. things in the Bundesliga. Fair enough, defensively, the Bundesliga at the moment is a bit do you remember Leeds last year when Bielsa was still there? Yeah, I like watching the Bundesliga every week. It's it's some of it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, it's definitely worth a watch if you're bored. That's why you've got like Union Berlin top, and it's some funny stuff. Some of the defenses are not brilliant at the moment. Um, anyway, 
Um, yeah, we digress. And Kungu was out the whole of the World Cup. He's, he's a few days ago says Wolves F1. So oh, it's fine. They've only got Mbappe, Benzema, Dembélé. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Apparently, he's been replaced by Kolo Moani. So um, okay, cool. That's not go. in my. That's not on my thing. They sofa score, yeah. bad sofa score. You haven't updated. <laughs> yeah, late on the late of the. So part, bear that in mind with any future talks because there might be some mistakes further on this. Um, yeah. But I wasn't going to spend two hours, you know. Cross-referencing sofa score with googling the World Cup. That's, that's too much time. Mm. Uh, Gary says, "I like Denmark. Always hope they do well." Uh, and Will says, "Can you shed some light on why Loris is still in goal for France?" Well, uh, uh, Loris is an enigma for me. It's I put it, yeah, it'd be his last one. Uh, Foxy says, "I'm ruling France out because just because it's rare the countries win a back-to-back World Cup." True, very yeah, true. It, people forget the France are the reigning champions, aren't they? So it's. Uh, Interesting. Uh, then we move on to Australia, Alex. Right. So I apologize in advance. I, I had a look through the squad um, yesterday, actually. I, don't, I, I really don't know that many players. Very sorry. Um, recent form. I mean, you beat New Zealand twice. Well. I mean, you only beat what's in front of you. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Um, <coughs> you beat Peru, presumably on penalties because it says nil-nil. Uh, you beat the United Arab Emirates and you beat Jordan. So you're getting lots of wins in the in sort of the recent run of form. It's not against sort of op, op, the, the standard of opposition you're going to be facing, such as France and Denmark yeah. and, and even Tunisia aren't bad. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one, but you've got some talent in there. Of course, uh, the majority of your squad... Um, we don't really have any Premier League players in there that I'm aware of. I see there's a lot of players that play in the Championship. We've got people in Stoke, in Middlesbrough. Uh, Riley McGree plays in Middlesbrough. You've got Harry Sutar plays for Stoke. Um, I believe, was there a Sunderland player in here? There is. There's Bailey Wright plays for Sunderland. So you've yeah, got some right, players yeah. in the football pyramid, which is which is reasonable. You've got quite a lot of players um, in, in the Scottish um, Premier League as well uh, with Hibs. And so you've got uh, Aaron Moy from Celtic. Um, so... And of course, a certain young wonder kid, Alex, uh, Newcastle Garan United, Kowal, uh, Garan Kowal, uh, who probably will start on the bench, to be fair, but we are expecting to see him at some point. Indeed, indeed. Um, this is one of those teams where it's going to have to be a lot of rigidity and discipline and fight mm. and passion. Um, let's not forget, a lot of these a lot of these people play, um, well, the ones that will play in the Championship, the Championship is a 46-game season. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotland is a tough league. These will be well-disciplined players and a well-disciplined team. Um, I hope they do well. Um, they are a likable team for sure. It'd be nice to see Garen Quall come on. Uh, but that being said, it is a very tough group with France, Denmark and Tunisia as the opposition. Yeah. And they, they've been shafted a little bit there. If they could have managed to have gotten in a group with teams such as you know Ecuador and Qatar, they might have had a slightly better chance. Um you never know, though, do you? Because you know it, it, it's one of these things yes, that it's, it's tournament football, and you, you never know. And um, I'm sure we're going to see Garan Kowal because the way he plays football, he's explosive, isn't he? And I think it, it, there's going to be certain times that Australia will need that um, because the, the, you know the likes of I think they've got Rogic and Aaron Moy still playing for them. Who, of course, used to yeah. play the Huddersfield in the Premier League, so they've got experience there. There's no doubt about that. So um, yeah. It's just, I think they'll need a bit of exp- you know, a bit of pace, and I think that's where Kowal comes in. So it'd be interesting to well, see. They've got, if they they've got Jason it. Cummins up front, who is um, Darren Kowal's teammate, yeah, uh, and Jamie McLaren up front as well. Um, so it's not, 
it's it's okay. I think they've just had a really poor draw. Um, mm. They're going to have to try and beat Tunisia, ideally, and then just be... They're going to have to put in literally the performance of their careers yeah, against one of the other nations. They're going to have yeah. to fight tooth and nail. And it's very possible, very, very possible, um, but they're going to have to show, you know, sort of brave heart levels of walk out the tunnel and we're going to die here and we're going to try and get something from this team. It, it's going to have to be an, a, a monumental effort, um, yeah. but it's not impossible. They do, mm. they do have a bit of flair in the team. They're very competent lads, and they all they all play in reasonably good leagues, you know. And and I'm maybe that's offensive to some of the other teams, but I of course I'm going to rate the Championship and the Scottish Premier League a lot higher than I rate something like the Qatari League and the Saudi League. I think it's only Absolutely. fair. They're much yeah, yeah. more competent leagues, so yeah. the lads are going to play a lot more football, be a, played at a much higher standard. Um, and I hope they do well. But we'll have to yeah. wait and see. Well, Tom Rogic isn't in the t- in the squad, so he's he's not there. So, uh, right, we move on to uh, to Denmark, Alex. Uh, a lot of people's um, a lot of people's favourites to win this group. Uh, it is possible. Um, I, I understand that. Obviously, you beat France twice, but um, we'll see how it, how it works out in in tournament football. Uh, yeah, the squad is is impressive. The squad is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Braithwaite, who for some reason gets a really bad rep, but has played at a high level for quite a while um, and was doing the job for Barcelona. Kasper Dolberg hasn't lived up to the hype. He was meant to be the next best thing, but he's still extremely competent nonetheless. I think he yep. struggled. I think he had an illness, didn't he? I think he had something really wrong with him. I forget now what it was. Um, still very, very competent place for Sevilla at the moment. Andreas Skov Olsen for... Um, is that Bruges? I think it's Bruges. Yep. Uh, yep. He's... He's um, been talked about by a lot of people in the last few weeks. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see how he does. He he's, seems to be everybody's one to watch for Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, Paulson, Yusuf Paulson seems to have fallen off the radar a little bit, but was a very important uh, forward for uh, Leipzig and is a very, very good player. Um, so they've got some tidy, tidy forwards, definitely. They've got um, a, a variety of different profiles as well. They've got They've got a lot of answers for a lot of different questions. Um, midfield, very, very competent. Ericsson, very, very good quality. Um, Hoivier, very, very good quality. Plays in midfield for Tottenham, of course. You've got Damsgaard and Norgaard, both very tidy for Brentford. Competent midfielders. Um, Marler's playing for Atalanta. You've got Thomas Delaney, of course, was incredible for... Um, was it Dortmund he played for for a long time? Yeah. He's at Sevilla now. Um, they've also got Robert Skov, which is... I think you say Sko? I can't remember. Um, I've signed him a bit on some football games. I like him. Just, just from games, but uh, you've got Jensen in there. They, they, yeah. Again, they've got a lot of answers for a lot of different questions in midfield. Um, they can play in a variety of different ways. They can shot up shot. They can be creative. They can they can move about in a two, in a three, in a diamond. They they could do whatever they wanted, really. Um, I mean, then, isn't it isn't it just absolutely fantastic? You know, when you you look at Christian Eriksen, who practically died on the pitch in the Euros a couple of years ago, and he's incredibly in the squad for the World Cup. It's it's unbelievable. Um, and I think he makes a massive difference to the way Denmark play, um, which is why I think, you know, I've, I fancy them to beat France to this uh, top of the group. I really do. It's very possible. They've got a very balanced side with good mm. quality in the right areas, a good run of form, a good record against France. Every, everything is in place for them to, to have a good game against France, 100%. Um, 
it's it's not a case of you know two or three years ago you'd have said yeah France will walk it, mm. um, but n- no, absolutely no no way. Denmark have earned the right to be as good as they are. They've got the players, um, they've got the results. They did well in the, in the last few tournaments. Um, anyway, defense we won't we won't forget about the defense. Christensen, Andres Christensen went to Barcelona from Chelsea. We know he's very good. <clears throat> was doing it at a good level for Chelsea for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Simon Kjær, Kjær, I have it. Sorry, Danish people. I don't know how to speak Danish. Um, uh, of AC Milan, of course. Um, Anderson from Crystal Palace. Christensen from Leeds. So lots of competent players. Um, I've never, never really watched um, Bar in person. He plays for Benfica, um, but I, I know of him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Kasper Schmeichel in goal. Um, I don't think the other other lads are going to get a look in. Uh, no, but funnily not. enough, their their reserve. Uh, I don't know how to say that. Rono, he's the, the first O's got a line through it. So however you pronounce that, I, I think he plays for Union Berlin, which of course mm. are absolutely flying in the Bundesliga. So, um, but you'd imagine Schmeichel will always get the nod um, for the same reasons Hugo Laurie gets the nod for France. Um, but yeah, interesting group, and if they if they perform. Well, there's no reason they can't top this group, to be fair. Mm. Interesting. And uh, quickly on uh, Tunisia, because I don't think it, it, you know a lot of people know their squad, Alex, but uh, just touch on them quickly. Uh, Tunisia, so not, not a bad side. Um, they've got Hannibal from Manchester United. He's on loan at um, uh, Birmingham. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of their players... Um, where was it? I've forgotten where I wrote down the Tunisian bit. Uh, yeah, recent form. Uh, so reasonably good recent form. They're only they're only loss really since March is um, against Brazil, and everybody's losing to Brazil at the moment. Yeah. Um, and beat some reasonably reasonably strong teams. They beat Iran two 0 and Iran are in the World Cup, so. Um, they beat some lesser teams, but they managed to get a three 0 victory against uh, Japan, which is. Very impressive. Japan are not a bad side. 2-0 yep. against Chile. Um, so some good good results. Um, very, very competent results. I don't know I don't know them very well. Um, where is the who was the guy? Getting all my notes mixed up now. Uh, I've completely lost him. Never mind. I don't really know anybody from the um, from the Tunisian teams, unfortunately. Um, yeah, none of them play in the big five leagues. A lot of them play uh, in in African leagues or somewhere else. And I don't. They are probably the team to beat for Australia. It's it's them and Australia. Whoever wins that match will then try and obviously have an upset against one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Um, I did have a little bit more to say about Tunisia, but I've lost my piece of paper about I it. I wouldn't worry, mate. Not many people know much about them, but um, let's have a look how people have voted for that group. Uh, oh, very, very interesting. 58% of the votes go to France. 25% go to Denmark. I thought that would have been closer. Uh, Australia on 15% and 2% for Tunisia. So there you go. Uh, very, yeah, if very anybody knows anything good about the Tunisian team, please please comment on it. Um, because I've butchered that because I've lost my paper. I do apologize. 
Right, uh, we'll move to Group C because uh, I know we're pushed for time tonight, Alex. So uh, we'll we'll rattle through Group C um, with first of all Argentina. So Argentina are a lot of people's favourites to win the whole thing or to be the challengers to Brazil. Um, is this Messi's last World Cup? Probably. Um, you never know, but probably. Uh, recent form is pretty ridiculous. Uh, not playing against super incredible opposition, but a 5-0 win against the UAE, a 3-0 win against Jamaica, and a 3-0 win against Honduras. The Brazil game got cancelled. Uh, wins against uh, Italy and Estonia. So we, we know Argentina are good. You know, there's no there's no secret there. We all know they're a good team. Yeah. Um, how's it changed from recent tournaments? Well, it has changed a little bit. <clears throat> You've got uh, Julian Alvarez from Man City's made it into the squad, which is nice to see. Um, Messi, Paolo Dybala, who's now at Roma instead of Juventus. Uh, Di Maria is is in there as well. Uh, Lauturo Martinez from Inter. You've got Jaoquin Correa from Inter as well. And uh, Nicolas uh, Gonzalez from Fiorentina has made it in. Um, midfield, uh, Rodrigo de Paul from um, Atletico Madrid. You've got Paredes, Enzo Fernandez from Benfica, Gomez from Sevilla, Alexis McAllister from Brighton, um, which warrants his place. He's, he's had an incredible season so far. Yeah, I, I do yeah. remember, I remember like, what was it? So 18 months ago, I remember seeing McAllister getting minutes ahead of Messi. I was like, what? Um, he did now, burst onto the scene as Brighton as well. He, he, did, he had a yeah. great time, yeah. And he's uh, he's definitely warranted his place now. Um, you got Molina from Atletico, Ezequiel Palacios for Leverkusen. Anybody who plays football games will know um, Palacios as he was like a football wonder kid uh, back mm. in the day. Uh, Rodriguez from Betis. And then defenders, we've got the player that everybody, everybody who is a red Manchester fan for some reason, thinks is the, ne the is the, the next best thing since sliced bread, which is uh, Lissandro Martinez. I, I don't... He is a very good defender. Mm. I will say that. He's a very good defender. But I'm not quite getting these whole, you know, he's God sort of comments. It's no, ridiculous. I, I'm not getting that um, at all. Uh, Christian Romero from Tottenham. Otamendi is still playing. Is it Benfica? You've got Tagliafico is now at Lyon. Uh, Juan Foyth is, is at Villarreal. Of course, he was at Tottenham. Uh, Acuna from Sevilla, um, Montiel from Sevilla as well, and, and Pizalla from um, Betis. And you've got Martinez, which is Villa's goalkeeper, is their, is their number one um, with the Villarreal and River Plate uh, goalkeepers are their backups. Um, yeah. I, I don't agree with certain people saying I think they're going to win the whole thing. I think they were a very good team. Um, I don't think their midfield is quite as it's quite as good as it could be i think a lot of the teams have got better midfields i think i think it's just the name uh, the name argentina given the world cup history i think it, people will always always fancy them some what way or another because of their their history that they've had in the in, in previous world cups but yeah. it'd be interesting uh to see how they perform because sometimes they turn up sometimes they don't um but we will see uh next is saudi arabia so, by the way, the poll is up again. So, if you want to vote for this group as well, it is now pinned at the top of the comments, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, Saudi Arabia is an interesting one. Um, so most they, they've got a lot of players from Al Hilal, which who are like I think they're fourth in the Saudi league at the moment. Uh, you've got a few players from Al Ittihad, which is the team that we played our friendly against as well. Um, they're not doing 
terrible recent form, uh, a 1-0 loss to Croatia. Um, so to only concede once against Croatia, and that was um, two, three days ago. Mm-hmm. So to only concede one against Croatia as Croatia were properly gearing up the World Cup is, is impressive. It's a very good job. Um, there were only other loss coming to Venezuela on, on this this page of recent form. Draws against uh, USA, a nil-nil draw against USA, a nil-nil draw against Ecuador, getting a win against North Macedonia, and they're not a bad, and a bad team either. Drawing with Albania, so they they're doing okay. They're not they've not conceded more than one goal in any of their recent forms, or dating all the way back to sort of um, July ish. Mm-hmm. Um, not a bad team, very well put together, very structured. Uh, a lot more, in my opinion, a lot more competent than Qatar. Um, funnily enough, Saudi Arabia actually ranked fifty first and Qatar fiftieth, so they're pretty much neck and neck in the in the in the actual rankings. Um, It'll be interesting to see uh, how they do. Again, I'm not going to pretend I know a bunch of their players because I don't. Um, I don't think many people do, to be honest. <laughs> but most yeah. of the squad has been picked from the from the top two to well three to four teams in in their Saudi league. Yeah. Um, so we'll see uh, how they get on. Yeah. Next up, we have Mexico. Get my tabs in order. Do you want to do a few comments while I bring up the next sort of five or six teams on my tabs? Yeah, no problem. Uh, Wolves F1 says, uh, and still 30 days before the Euros at Sweden 92, Denmark wasn't even participant tournament. Uh, but last moment, because of Yugoslavia, of course, what happened in their country, they got their place and went on to win it. Yep. Incredible piece of history, that. Northumberland Geordie says, uh, if it was, on the, it was on the radio the other day, if Messi plays in all the games in the World Cup, the final will be his 1,000th game. Uh, Foxy yeah. says uh, Saudi Arabia will give teams a competitive game, but unlikely to qualify. Yeah, it's uh, a tough group. I just need to let the dog out as well. So if you want to keep, um, all right, man. Uh, you, we've only got a couple of comments, but uh, Julie J says yes. I remember Wolves. Uh, I remember. And uh, Yard Sale says start was the Saudi league better than the MLS uh, by ranging standards. Um, listen, the Saudi league is very. I don't know. It's not as you don't see as much of the Saudi league, certainly as you would see of the MLS. The MLS is pretty, uh, very well covered, uh, especially, you know, the likes of Sky TV um, and, and a certain other channels around the world. They will, they will, you know, broadcast the MLS a lot more than they would broadcast the Saudi league. Uh, so they're, they're going into it as a little bit of an unknown, um, but, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to, to, to say Saudi are going to qualify Saudi aren't, but we'll just have to wait and see on it. Uh, Wolves F1 says some are talking and this Mexico is the worst in some time. Um, Alex, really? Mexico? Uh, I, I haven't heard that. That's interesting. Um, I, I've always liked Mexico. Um, of course, from, uh, from Gold, the movie, and Santiago. Yeah. But uh, not a terrible team. Uh, the front line consists of uh, Lozano and Raul Jimenez from Wolves. Not, not poor players at all. Um, Jimenez hasn't hit any form this season, though, has he? Uh, he's been very hit and miss. Yeah, but I'd fancy him to score against the Saudi Arabian defence. No no offence to Saudi Arabia. Um, they have been very resolute and not yeah. really conceded any more than one in recent recent times. But, yeah. you know, having Lozano is a, is a top player. So is Jimenez. They're, they're, they're good, reasonably good players. Jimenez, you know, was, what, 40 million fee or something, or 38. Yeah. He's, he's dropped off a little bit, but I think... A lot of wolves. The whole squad's not not really been performing very well. So, um, <clears throat> so other players. You've got Edson Alvarez, 
uh, the CDM that we've been linked with heavily from Ajax. Very, very, very good player. They've got uh, Hector Herrera, who was at Atletico, is also a very, very good player. I don't know where where is he now? What's H O U? No idea. I don't know where he's gone. I, did, no, I didn't know he'd I'm left not, Atletico. I'm not clear who is. Um, and beyond that, I'm not as familiar with the rest of the players. They've got uh, Guardado and Gutierrez from Betis and PSV, respectively. And then a lot of other team, a lot of the other players play in various other leagues. Um, but a, a good starting midfield for sure. Mexico yep. under a lot of criticism. Oh, interesting. I haven't heard that. Um, the defence is less well known. You have got uh, Sanchez from Ajax in defence, uh, and then a lot of the other defenders come from sort of mishmash leagues. Uh, goalkeeper is Guillermo uh, Ochoa, who I don't know who that is. But they've got five or six big names in there with mm. some reasonably good competency. Um so apparently the, the general consensus is they don't have a lot of faith in the manager or people don't have faith in the manager. Interesting. Uh, recent results, a loss to Sweden, um, a loss to Colombia, a loss to Paraguay, but they did beat Iraq and Peru. Yeah, it's mixed. Uh, HOU, um, Alex, is Houston Dynamo. Is it Houston? I didn't want to say yeah, it out loud in case, in case it was some South American yeah, team. Yeah, it's, it's the MLS team. Well, yeah. look, for me, Mexico, you know... I, I, I don't. I think this group is between. Um, well, I think Argentina for me, but uh, the final team in the group, Alex Poland, who, you know, I mean, you don't, you just don't know about Poland, do you? Because I mean, they've got Lewandowski, who will always score your goals, but it's you know, it's very difficult to see them getting ahead of Argentina. Yeah. So. Poland is a funny one. I, I obviously have a personal affinity for them, having lived yep. there. Um, I I am a huge... I, I detest some of the players still playing in that lineup. I think uh, Ksegos Krychowiak in midfield is atrocious and he should mm. have been dropped from that national team three or four years ago. He is absolute dog water. He's useless. He still wears the number 10 shirt. He is the reason why the majority of uh, goals are conceded. I don't care if he pops up at the back post occasionally and scores from a corner. He is woeful. Um, and th there's there's definitely a lot of uh, nepotism and funny things goes on in that national team as there is in the extra class or in that league. Uh, and it's a real shame. But that being said, they do have some really, really competent defenders. Kamil Glick is about 90 years old, but was once upon a time a very, very good defender. Yeah. Played a lot in the Champions League. Um, Bednarek, of course, moved. I think he went to Villa for some reason, didn't he? I think he didn't. He yeah. swap. I think he swapped Southampton for Villa. Yeah. Um, Zurkowski and Shimanski in midfield uh, are decent. Uh, they got Fran Frankowski and Gumne operating as wing backs. Gumne was um, quite a popular choice on Football Manager and FIFA for a while. He was quite a up and coming fullback, and he's good in real life as well. Um, and then, of course, you've got Lewandowski up front. You've got his understudy. He's always been his understudy, which is Arkadiusz Milik. Uh, who went to Marseille and has been doing quite well for Marseille and has always played for big clubs, played for Napoli, very, yeah. very tidy. Um, and then Never really got a look in, though, has he, international level because of... Wow, because of Lewandowski, yeah. Against. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is um, Matty Cash there? Uh, I I'm, I was just looking at their most recent lineup. I'm not actually looking at the squad. Right, okay. I can look at the squad. Uh, so they've got Krzysztof Piontek in there, who's the famous Pistolero. who went, I think he was at Milan and just started scoring every single game and he kept doing the pistol uh, thing. Yeah. Um up front as well. Um, who are you on about? Matty Cash. Yes, Matty oh. Cash is in the squad. It doesn't sound very wow. Polish, but he is there. Oh. Wow. Um, okay. 
Uh, well, most of their players play in big leagues. The only who actually plays in Poland. You've got uh, Jędrzejczyk, which plays. He plays for Warsaw. Um, Fabianski retired from inter international football, which was very sad. I think he still could have done a good job for them. He unfortunately retired. So it is uh, Szczęsny up, uh, up front, not up front. Although he's probably better up front than he is in goal. Um, he's in goal at Juventus. Um, well, apparently, yeah, Milik plays for Juventus now as well. So um, a few people... Oh, has he gone from Marseille? He's gone from Marseille now, yeah. Uh, Matt Fletcher also course, says... Because he had a funny Champions League mess yeah. up, didn't he, where he scored and it was all... Yeah. He took his shirt off and something, I can't remember, something funny happened. He got sent um, off, did he? It, well, uh, reports are also saying that Benjamin, Benzema sorry, is in doubt after a training injury. So uh, um, That's a big, that'll be a big miss. Absolutely. Uh, Maud, thank you very much for your 25 Saudi Arabian Real. Uh, thank you so much for that. Very kind of you, my man. And hope everything's fantastic out there in Saudi Arabia for you. Uh, right, let's get a result of the poll for this group then. Um not as big as I thought, but, as well. Oh, yeah, God. he played the whole once upon a time. Oh dear, Argentina, seventy-five percent of the votes. Uh, Saudi Arabia are second with seventeen percent. Uh, Mexico third on five percent, and Poland at the bottom on four. So I think you lot are smoking something today. Wow, Saudi Arabia <laughs> to finish runners up in the group. That is extremely interesting. Anyway. I wonder if there's any NUFC influence on that poll. Well, there, there could maybe. You never know, do you? But uh, there you go. Uh, anyway, it is now time for the final group of our prediction shows. And it is Group B, which sees England, Iran, USA and Wales. Uh, Alex, who are we starting with? Uh, we'll do England last, shall we? Uh, Why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll start with Iran because um, I know... Okay. Roy wants to hear about Iran. He certainly um, does. So I have a, a little look. Uh, ranked 20th, which, you know, if you if you ask people in the street what what ranking you thought Iran would have, I, I doubt anybody Iran would Iran are 20th in the world? FIFA 20. Yep, that's what it says on wow, Social So unless that's wrong. Hell. Um, recent form is mixed with losses to Tunisia and Algeria, but they, they did beat Uruguay, which is their standout recent result. And, yeah. beat it. and it was a good Uruguay team that they beat as well. Um, that Uruguay team had got Bentoncourt, Valverde, Nunez, Suarez all on the pitch. So well done, Iran. That was a cracking uh, result there. Um, not a bad team either in terms of um, where all the players play and what level they're all playing at. Uh, you've got Taremi uh, up front, plays for Porto. Uh, of course, everybody's favourite or Roy's favourite, Asmoon, which he talks about. Uh, plays for Leverkusen, is is a good, good player. He's a very good player. He's probably the best for me out of that team. Um, and then you've got you've got players. Um, Godos plays for Brentford. Uh, Yahang, Yahang Bakash. I, I can't say these things. I, do, I don't speak Persian, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, plays for Feyenoord. Um, so reasonably good pedigree. You've got uh, a lot of players playing in Greece or, or in Croatia, um, but for the better teams in those respective countries. So uh, yeah. like um, Athens and Dinamo Zagreb and, and places such as that. Uh, not not a bad team. Not a bad team. Not the best, but um, I would say they're probably one of the more stronger Middle Eastern teams for sure. Yeah. Um, and you never know. You never know. Wales aren't incredible. They've got some good players and they've got some very good players, but 
again, it, a lot of international football can it can be about discipline and heart sometimes. If you can keep the scoreline at nil-nil for a long time, and anything can happen. So yeah. um, uh, not going to be as much of a pushover as people think. Uh, there is more to this as well. You've got um, They've got a few players from Omonia as well, mm-hmm. which is the, the team that um, played against Manchester United in, in the Europa League recently. Um, I think one of their players actually scored... Yeah, so Karim Ansarifard, who is their third forward, he plays for Ammonia and he scored against Man United recently. So, you know, they're not nobodies at no, all. No, no, not no, at all. They're, they're no scrubs. There could be a surprise package. They really could. Um, be interesting to see how they do against England. Um, the poll is up again for this group, guys, if you want to go and vote for your favourites in this group. Um, Cesare says Iranians speak Farsi. Um, well, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. Yes, Farsi. <laughs> Persian, Farsi, I couldn't uh, speak any of them anyway. I know a couple of Iranian, Iranian people and they always love to call themselves Persian. So. Yes, well, Roy definitely calls himself the Persian prince, doesn't he? So uh, the Persian love machine, Mr. Caviani. Uh, right, uh, how about the USA, Alex? How about them? Well, not many are fancying them. I will skip this one, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so ranked 16th in the world. I don't understand that. That is balmy. The United States of America land. They boast, of course, Christian Pulisic up front, Timothy Weyer for Lille, who is who is good. Uh, Josh uh, Sargent, who was for the longest time a meme at Norwich and then started playing really well. So yep. fair play to him. Uh, Rayner for Dortmund is one of their shining lights. He's supposed to be the next big thing. He is a very good player. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Weston McKenney for Juventus is again very competent. Brendan Aronson for Leeds is doing very, very well this season. Weston McKenney's a fabulous um, player. He is a good He's player. He's a really good player. <laughs> Tyler Adams for Leeds as well. Decent. Yeah. So they've got they've got names in that midfield. They, they've got players and names. They can play football and their names. Um, you know, sometimes the big names don't necessarily mean anything, but these players have all been playing reasonably well recently mm. or or you know, beyond that. Um Serginho Dest is Somehow American. Um, <laughs> he is good player. Uh, oh, he's at Milan now. I didn't know he'd gone yeah, from, from yeah, Barca. Yeah. So he's at Milan. Competent player. Again, they've got... This is one of the, the better USA teams I've seen in a long time, which is probably why they're being so confident. Uh, I hate to see what the chat would be saying. Well, some, some of the Americans don't really fancy them. Um, certainly speaking to Jimmy about it, he wasn't too uh, confident, but... It's the manager, I think, that they don't have any faith in. And um, Ricard Anderson, thank you very much for your 100 Swedish krona. Uh, he says USA's manager is really bad. He managed a team in the second division in Sweden and failed miserably despite a superior squad. Besides that, he has only coached one team from the MLS uh, and he's going for Wales to finish second in the group. So it's the manager that they really don't have any faith in. Well, I'll listen to them because I'm not familiar with the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, we know with England, I think there's a lot of us in agreement that if we played a different style of football and had a bit more urgency about us, we we all think England could be stronger than we currently are. So it's definitely fair enough that the manager makes a huge difference to a squad, especially depending depending on the quality of that squad. You, you know, they can. We, we've seen the we've seen it at club level, level with Newcastle. You can Absolutely. see the, the, the differences. That, yeah. So yeah. international football can be the same. You know, you can get so much more out of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've still got a lot of them. They've got more competent defenders that we will know. Of course, they do have Yedlin. DeAndre Yedlin has been called up. 
Um, they've got Cameron Carter-Vickers at Celtic, who we, we most people will be aware of. Mm-hmm. Tim Ream at Fulham. Uh, they've got Scali, who plays for uh, Gladbach. Uh, Anthony Robinson from Fulham. So, you know, oh God, Zimmerman's there as well. Uh, Matt Turner, who is a reserve goalkeeper for Arsenal, is is he there? I think he's their number one at the moment. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he is. Uh, they've also got Horvath, who plays for Luton, um, and Sean Johnson, who's at New York City. But they have some good names in that squad, to be fair. Um, they It's strange that people aren't super confident, but that's probably in the last decade, that's the strongest... Line, that's the strongest squad I've seen you have. So, Well, a run against the USA is going to be a very interesting game because there's certainly uh, no love lost between those two countries. Uh, so that, that, They're both that not bad. Very interesting. They're both yeah. not bad at all. They're uh, both similarily rated as well with around 20th yeah. and, and USA 16th. So. But I think given on the political side of things, they hate each other. So um, it, it's uh, interesting. Uh, right. Uh, just quickly, Wales, Alex, before we finish on England. Wheels. Okay. Um, so this is a funny group. Of course, it's it's hard to not have bias in this this group when oh. discussing it because obviously England's in it, and, and you know as you can see by my cheeks, it's um <laughs> it's who I want to win the group. So yeah. Uh, all right. Important points that people may may not know. Kiefer Moore, the Bournemouth striker, is Welsh. He's the one who's been in really good form recently. Yeah. So they've got him. They have access to Brennan Johnson from Forest, who is a good oh. player. Dan James as well, who's at Fulham, has um, I think he scored the other day, didn't he? I think he did very well against Manchester United. I think I think he was flatters to deceive a bit him, um, Dan James. He's he's uh, yeah, but, yeah, but uh, international football there definitely. Yeah, but that kind of scares me. If they can be if they can be compact, having Gareth Bale, Dan James, and Brennan Johnson on the counter attack could be a little bit terrifying because mm. if they accidentally connect with a really good shot, it's going in. So. Um, Midfielders, Ethan Ampadu is... Is he at Spezia now? Oh, okay, interesting. And he's cut all of his hair off. But Ethan Ampadu is listed as a midfielder now, so obviously he's not centre-back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Ramsey is in the squad, which is to be expected, and he is now at Nice, for anybody who didn't know. Yeah, Joe Allen is still in the squad. I, God knows how old, how old he is now. Um, defenders that people will know, uh, Nico Williams from Forest is in there. Uh, Chris Memphram from Bournemouth. They've got Connor Roberts from Burnley. Joe Roden, is it Stan Rene? Interesting. Very weird. Uh, they've also got Danny Ward as their goalkeeper, who is doing very well for Leicester. Had a shocking start, but oh, is now doing off. really, really well. Yeah, so. he's turned it around. And credit to him, because he took a lot of flack early on in the season. And he has he has really, really impressed the last few games. It, coinciding with Leicester's sort of turnaround in form, really, hasn't Indeed. it? Um, they've well, started Harry, picking up points. I forgot to say Harry Wilson. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah Harry yeah. Wilson as well for the Welsh in the chat. Uh, and yeah. th- I think this is just testament to how much more advanced we're getting in football. Mm. You know, if we'd have done this show 10 years ago, there's a lot of these teams where we would have just said, no, 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 no chance, no chance. <laughs> yeah. Whereas oh, now, yeah. you know, there's there's ac- so much more access to technology, nutrition, training, uh, just knowledge in general. The, the, the gap the gap between elite and, and less elite is closing. Um mm. It and is. Teams are getting better. Players are getting better. Well, I've um, just seen a comment saying that Group B is the only group in this World Cup with all four teams inside the top twenty. So that's that's interesting stat. That is. Uh, so so it, it's not going to be the. I don't think it's going to be the the, the, the real walkover. Um, that it, it just England just turn up and win. Get. I don't think it's going to be very. You know, Wales uh, are ranked nineteenth. Um, oh God, they're. Re- I forgot to do their recent form. Oh dear, that's shocking. They lost to Poland, lost to Belgium, lost to Netherlands. 
there were very hard games. There were close games. games, if I recall. I watched a couple of them, and Wales didn't do too badly. And that um, win against Ukraine, of course. Yeah, you, you can't write them watch. off. You certainly can't write them off. And uh, we'll finish on Angleterre, Alex. Uh, good old Blighty. Yeah, so the big one. Yeah. We're, we can we can go a little bit more detailed in this one. Uh, 26.4 years average age of this squad, which is theoretically kind of around peak age. Um, oh, God. Sorry, I've just seen that our highest rated player for the Nations League was Connor Cody. That's woeful. So recent really? Form- yeah. Wow. Okay. Recent form is absolutely atrocious, disgraceful for somebody ranked fifth in the world currently with a draw to Germany, a loss to Italy, a loss to Hungary, a draw to Italy, a draw to Germany, a loss to Hungary. So that's draw, loss, loss, draw, draw, loss. Shocking. Um, oh, we've lost Paul. The Connor Cody comment must have <laughs> thrown him a little bit. It's fine. We're on England. We can keep going. Um so Hungary, uh, yeah. So they beat Ivory. We beat Ivory Coast, and we beat. I'm saying we, uh, and we beat Switzerland. But beyond that, it's been a lot of losses and draws since then. It's not been very, very good. Um, so we need to start. We're not in good form going into this. The the only sort of I guess silver lining is against Germany. We pulled our finger out for 20, 25 minutes in the second half. We started yeah. press. We started being more aggressive. Um, and we scored three goals against a very good Germany side. So when we want to, we can be a very good team. I just think similarly with the USA, we've just got the wrong manager for this. Yeah, game. I was just going to say that. I, I think that the we're very similar to America where we, we're thinking, right, it's the manager that's going to do, do us wrong for this because of his, his negativity. Indeed. I'm truly of the belief that I think we are top five in the world if we play an attacking system and we, and we get a bit of... Um, we get minutes playing in an aggressive style. I think. I think yeah. so, similarly to how we're playing at NUFC, I think there's no reason that wouldn't work for England, um, albeit not having access to the players very often. But right, so we will go through the squad. Of course, we've got Harry Kane up front. Um, I don't know why they've put all these midfielders in the forward line. I'm not reading it that way. I'm not doing it. So out and out strikers are Harry Kane, and then. Callum Wilson is mm. most likely the backup unless he wants to fiddle around and put Marcus Rashford up front. But those are the two general general out-and-out strikers. They've got Mason Mount, Sterling, Phil Foden and Grealish, which have all been put in the forward line. Yeah. Um, wingers, theoretically. Uh, and then midfield is, is down as Rashford, Saka, Jude Bellingham, James Madison, Jordan Henderson, Connor Gallagher, which I feel was quite... He's quite a lucky boy to be included in that squad and not enough has been spoken about of that. He's a great talent, a good player, as we saw recently. But, that's, yeah, interesting. Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, who, in my opinion, should not be in that squad. He's a good player. Fair enough. Hasn't played any football. Shouldn't no, be in the squad. he hasn't. Ridiculous. It's bizarre. Uh, and Jordan Henderson's not been having the greatest time either. Uh, Defence, Trent Alexander-Arnold, purely because there's 19 right-backs injured. Uh, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, Kyle Walker, Kieran Trippier, hey. uh, John Stones, Ben White, Eric Dyer, and I'm not saying his name. Um, Could it be Conor Cordy you're missing out there? Oh, by any chance? Maybe, possibly. Oh, might just be. Graceful, Alex. Uh, and then keepers, I'm going to say them in the best order. Uh, Pope, Ramsdale, and Pickford. Uh, he will start Pickford, despite the fact that Pope yeah, is the best goalkeeper. Unfortunately, if Pope hadn't have had a bit of a blunder in his recent international performance, I think he would be starting. Uh, but now I think because of that, Pickford's just going to be the safe choice. 
Yeah. It would just be the safe choice. Um, so, you know, we have the option here to be, I think generally it's going to be uh, a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1 against the weaker teams where, where we think we're going to dominate the ball and we can be aggressive. And then I think if Southgate's got any doubt in his mind, back five straight mm. away with um, potentially Bellingham and Rice as the double pivot. Uh, but I would like us to see some more aggressive formations because that then you could see Madison or Gallagher be the 10. Yeah. Um, and it would be really, really nice and creative and interesting. Um, I hope to see Callum Wilson get some minutes as well. That'd be really nice. Fingers crossed if we can win our first two games. Uh, Wilson could play the third and it'd be great to see him at the World Cup. It would be, I mean, he's worked so hard and I think he deserves it. Just fingers crossed he doesn't get um, injured. Um, I think most of us know about England. I mean, notable absentees are possibly Ward-Prowse didn't get in. Uh, I know he's not incredible and Southampton aren't doing amazing, but I think he's unfortunate not to get in ahead of, um, ahead of... Um, Conor Gallagher, I think who's having the better season right now between between Ward Prowse, Henderson, and Conor Gallagher. I, it's I don't tough, think really, because to be fair, none of them, none of them have really been standout <laughs> this season. Um, but yeah, we, and I we think just... him leaving Tamori out pretty much confirms a back four against strong teams is not in his plan. I could be wrong. If if he plays a back four against a big team, then I will eat my words. But yeah, I think he's t- he's deliberately taking the right squad to set up as a back five against difficult teams. Um, and I don't think that's how you win international tournaments. So yeah. we, we might we might do better than some people think. I think I don't think we're going to be as bad as we've been recently. I think we'll be all right. Um, but I don't think we're going to go as deep as we've done in previous tournaments, unfortunately. Yeah. But I will support them none, none the way. And every, every, every stream, I'll announce this, Paul doesn't know this, every stream I will be having England flags on my face until we get knocked out. Hey, look, the more that, you know, we, we all said oh, the, the World Cup, the World Cup, but once it starts, people get into it, don't they? It's just um, when that England game kicks off, it, it's a strange time to kick off one o'clock on a Monday, um, but you'll be able to listen to a live watch along right here on the Toon Review. Uh, we are doing a lot of watch alongs over the World Cup as well between me and Billy, so uh, it should be some uh, fantastic stuff but that is it for the world cup predictions guys thank you so much for joining us on this early saturday evening we really really do appreciate it uh tomorrow uh of course uh we're over on the loaded uh channel and i believe it's eight o'clock um uh, but just keep an eye on their socials and they will let you know if there's any news to bring out obviously i'll do a video uh you know whether it be newcastle england whatever it may be world cup stories who knows what it might be Uh, But thank you very much for joining us. Thank you uh, to Alex for your company this evening. And uh, we will see you very soon. Keep an eye on the channel, guys, or our socials for all of the the shows that will be coming up over the World Cup. And uh, if you have enjoyed this one, before you go, don't forget to hit the like button, guys. And uh, subscribe if you're new to the channel. Come be part of the community. And uh, don't forget to hit the notification bell, which will tell you when we go live or we upload. But thank you very much for watching. We will see you very soon, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend uh, and uh, have a blast. Take care. Come on, England. Come on, England.